Can you use Bitcoin in Barcelona? Is there a Barcelona Bitcoin community? What's the deal with crypto in Catalonia? Do I really need to keep capitalizing the word Bitcoin in writing? How much alliteration can I plausibly persuade you to peruse? I know that's a lot of questions. Now get ready for some answers. It's time for some hard-hitting financial journalism, the kind that only Mr. Chorizo can deliver. So buckle up, bad boys. It's time to consume some content. The other day, I saw a sticker pasted up in the street. Buy Bitcoin, it said. The picture on the sticker is of a dog. I think he's supposed to be the dog from the Family Guy cartoon. And he's holding a sign, an orange sign that says, Buy Bitcoin. I didn't think much of it at the time, but that night, as I was drifting off to sleep in my new house, paid for in boring fiat currency, I had an idea. I'll write an article about Bitcoin in Barcelona. The next morning, I opened up my laptop and down the rabbit hole I went. Here's the thing. I used to think that cryptocurrency wasn't entirely bullshit. Even today, I'm not sure. Maybe there's something valuable hiding behind the wall of tech jargon. On the other hand, I recently read Michael Lewis's new book, Going Infinite. You may remember Michael Lewis from books like The Big Short and Moneyball. Just kidding. If you're a real Bitcoin bro, you probably don't read books. Tree pulp bound with glue and printed with inky analog words? Gross. Lucky for you, both of those books have been made into movies, which you can stream on your phone while playing Call of Duty in your mom's basement. In any case, the book, perhaps soon to be a movie, Going Infinite, talks about the rapid rise and even faster fall of Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX, and it made me wonder even more about crypto and the people involved. Is it all bullshit? Meh, there certainly does seem to be a lot of money in the whole thing. And I distrust government and the big banks as much as the next guy. So I ask myself, what if the crypto bros are right? Well, let's find out. Hey everybody, it's Daniel. Welcome back to Spain to Go, the best podcast in the entire multiverse for all things Spain. This is episode 63, and it's all about Bitcoin in Barcelona. So, if Bitcoin is in fact such an amazing idea, shouldn't there be businesses in Barcelona willing to accept it as payment? You'd think businesses would practically be begging you to part with your precious Bitcoin in exchange for their lousy products and services. Well, according to the internet, there are. From betting houses to bordellos, the list of Barcelona businesses that allegedly accept Bitcoin can only be called short. Also, it must be said, most of the businesses on the list I found appear not to exist at all. And those that do have no mention of Bitcoin on their websites. To be more precise, the list I found has no actual links to businesses at all. So I just ended up Googling the names. While some of the businesses listed do indeed have websites, none that I found mention payment in Bitcoin. 
Under nightlife, for example, one of the two businesses listed is called Ultramarinos, which is just the old-school name for a grocery store. There was once a cocktail bar on La Rambla with that name. Their most recent Instagram post is from nearly four years ago. The other night spot on the list is called Harem, which may exist as an escort service. The website is in Italian, and while they claim to have physical locations around the city, none of them are actually listed. The site just points you to a WhatsApp number. Continuing my research, I found CoinMap, a map much like Google Maps, but without a visible search function. If you drag the map to your location in the world, however, you can see a non-zero number of businesses in your general area that may accept Bitcoin. Around my place up in the Clot neighborhood, that amounts to a couple of mailboxes, etc., and a place where you can rent Teslas. They're located in a parking garage on Calle Sancho de Avila, floor minus one. Also, Bitcoin the concept is capitalized. Bitcoin the currency is lowercase. Unless it's at the beginning of a sentence, I guess. Moving on, let's talk about Bitcoin's brutal transaction times. Here's a fun fact that the Bitcoin bros don't often mention. Transactions in Bitcoin take a long time to process. According to my research on the web, a Bitcoin transaction can be immediate or take up to 10 minutes or more, depending on network activity. That or more turns out to mean an hour and a half or more. An article I read on originstamp.com from 2022 says that there's a 99.98% probability of a confirmation time between 7 minutes and 3 hours and 44 minutes. Convenient indeed. Why use a bank card to buy bananas and euros instantly when you can come back for them this afternoon, after the Bitcoin miners have processed your transaction on the blockchain? One of the companies making it easier for businesses to accept Bitcoin is BitPay, but even they admit that payments take a long time to process. Your transaction may go through within an hour if they have an appropriate fee attached, according to their FAQ. Apparently, transaction fees vary a lot, but if you pay the crypto miners more, they'll process your transaction faster. What is a crypto miner? I'm not exactly sure, and it also doesn't seem important. Transaction fees, in any case, are denominated in US dollars, which, for some reason, Bitcoin bros are still interested in acquiring. Maybe it's because of their relatively low volatility and ease of exchange. Just saying. So, how much are these transaction fees? Well, like I said, it varies. But, unlike my boring old Schwab stock trading account, which lets me trade shares in actual companies for free, a Bitcoin transaction can cost you up to $40. Far from being a no-fee option to help the little guy avoid banks, as promised, it's a high-fee option for the Silicon Valley crowd and their fanboys. According to an article from a contributor over at Forbes.com, and I quote, High fees play a crucial role in maintaining Bitcoin's security, 
by preventing network abuse, aligning with its goal of affordable node operation and decentralization. These dynamics prompt network innovation and adaptation, as seen historically during high-fee periods. This continual evolution and response to challenges showcase Bitcoin's anti-fragility, reinforcing its status as a resilient and transformative global digital currency. That is Susie Violet Ward on Forbes.com. And I don't get much out of that, except that according to crypto bros and crypto fem bros like Susie Violet here, high transaction fees are actually a good thing. Funny though, that price is apparently per transaction, independent of the amount of money moved. So if I want to buy $1 worth of bananas, I'm supposed to pay a fee between $10 and $40 to a Bitcoin miner and then just wait around for processing. Apparently, that's the way it goes. From a comment on Reddit, I got this gem suggesting that the high fees hardly matter. Quote, if I really wanted to send that $1 around the world at the speed of light, maybe I would be willing to pay $100. That's why block space is a free market option. Well, okay, but that still doesn't help me pay my banana monger who's standing right here. Also, there are plenty of services that'll move a dollar quickly. I don't know, try PayPal or something. It's not the speed of light exactly, but you can save yourself the 10,000% fee on moving that dollar. I just checked and PayPal will send a dollar in seconds with no fees. But why are we still talking about euros and dollars at all when the future is in fact in crypto? Time to explore Barcelona's Bitcoin Barrio. The mall down the street at Glorias has a Bitcoin ATM. On a cold Monday in January, I head down to check it out. The picture on Google Maps suggests that the ATM is underneath an escalator. And indeed it is. I find it on the underside of one of the many escalators, next to a place selling candy and kettle corn in bulk. Tapping the screen, there's a warning message. If you've received a phone call from your boss telling you to come here, do not buy. You are the victim of a scam. Following that, another warning message. Investing in crypto assets is unregulated, may not be suitable for retail investors, and may lose the full amount invested. Apparently, I can use the ATM to buy crypto with cash or to sell crypto for cash. Either way, I'm not too interested. Why buy Bitcoin if there's nowhere I can spend it? I click around a bit, then turn to leave. Upstairs, I decide to stop off at the Adidas store to see if they've got the black socks I like. They do. At the counter, I ask if they accept Bitcoin. The guy shakes his head. Nope. Okay. Bank card it is. Stupid fiat currency. On my way out, I get a coffee at Manolo Bakes. They've been disrupting the croissant space all over Spain for the last several years, leveraging synergies with vertically decentralized puff pastry distribution network effects. If all those buzzwords seem to mean nothing, try this. They make like croissants, but smaller. Do you accept Bitcoin? I ask after ordering my espresso. The barista looks confused. She hesitates a moment. No estoy segura. No creo. Lo siento. Bummer. 
I would expect such backwardness from a dinosaur of a company like Adidas. But Manolo Bakes? Quite disappointing. I sip my coffee and think about my next moves. Surely Barcelona has crypto startups, right? Why, yes it does. One is called Rand.app and was founded by a 21-year-old named Paul Martin. He may be 22 by now. He's from Mataró, up the coast from Barcelona, and he was named to last year's Forbes 30 Under 30 in Spain list. The Rand app, not affiliated with Rand Corporation, the think tank, apparently offers users a 6% interest rate on their savings. How do they do that? Well, it looks like you send them money, they trade crypto, and then they give you up to 6% out of what they've earned. Unregulated, may lose the full amount invested, etc. I hop on their Telegram group and message a couple of employees on LinkedIn, but get no response. Their Instagram profile has posts like, How to retire with 300,000 euros. There's that damn fiat currency again. I slide into their DMs to see if anyone will answer my questions. No luck. I'm looking to spend some Bitcoin, I say. No takers. So, is Bitcoin bigger than the Beanie Baby boom? When I was a kid, people were investing in Beanie Babies. People far smarter than me were making bank all over eBay, exchanging tiny pellet-filled toys for boring fiat currency. When the bubble burst, it turned out that Beanie Babies are worth, get this, basically nothing. That was a long time ago, but there's a 2023 movie about the whole thing called The Beanie Bubble, if you need a refresher. It has Zach Galifianakis of Hangover fame, and it looks pretty bad. Now, I'm not saying that Bitcoin is completely worthless, just like Beanie Babies, but with a lot of important-sounding tech jargon. I'd never say that. For one thing, because the amount of money involved in Bitcoin and other crypto tokens is just huge. In fact, according to Cointelegraph, Elon Musk won't be the world's richest person if Bitcoin goes above $1 million. It's currently at $41,000, up from $16,000 a year ago. Actually, it's down now. I wrote this article a week and a half ago, and it is now around $36,000 or $37,000. Anyway, according to Bitcoiner logic, it's just a short 25 times hop from here to a million bucks per coin. And I can't exactly argue with the math. But hear me out. If belly button lint somehow becomes several thousand times more valuable than diamonds, I'll be pretty well off too. And you'll wish you had gotten in the market a lot sooner. So let's end this with a little warning. You may be the greatest fool. Investing is something I've thought about quite a bit over the last dozen years or so. And one of the theories I like in the world of investing is called the greater fool theory, which says that sometimes it doesn't particularly matter what an asset is worth, as long as you can find a bigger idiot than yourself to buy it when you're tired of it. At least part of the run-up to the Great Recession was the greater fool theory in action. I always think of a coworker of mine telling me that it didn't matter he'd paid half a million euros for a two-bedroom flat 
in a working class neighborhood because in two years, someone would surely come along and pay him 750000 Last I heard, that guy was bankrupt and leaving the country because you can always find a greater fool until suddenly you can't. Poor guy. Turns out he was someone else's greater fool. Bitcoin may be the same, or maybe not. If you read Rob Dix's book, The Price of Money, and you should, he explains exactly how fiat currency works, and it's a depressingly flimsy system. But it does apparently work. People just can't get enough fiat currency, even the stuff that's only represented by pixels on computer screens. And hey, I like the stuff too. Have I mentioned you can donate to this blog? You can donate your boring fiat currency at expatmadrid.com slash donate. I promise I won't use it on Bitcoin or on Beanie Babies. That's about all I've got for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are a crypto person who can explain to me exactly how this whole thing is supposed to work, if you can't make a $1 transaction without paying some horrendous fee and taking seven hours, please send me a message. I tried to figure this out, but I was intimidated by the wall of tech jargon in my research. Please like and subscribe. You can give me five stars on Spotify. You can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on both of those places. You can write a review, at least on Apple Podcasts. You could write a review of this podcast. You can send me a message through the blog expatmadrid.com or when you're donating all that silly and boring fiat currency you've surely got lying around the house at expatmadrid.com slash donate. That'll take you to another specific donation page where you can donate from three euros up to however much you want. And you can also send me a message while you're doing it. I will definitely read all of those. I appreciate you listening. If you're listening to this whole Bitcoin tirade and thinking, But what about El Salvador? I did some research into that. You should probably take a minute to Google the country's recent history. El Salvador, unfortunately, has never been a shining beacon of hope among nations, and it isn't one now. Also, the BBC recently reported that their Bitcoin experiment is most likely still losing money, and that almost nobody is actually using Bitcoin as a currency, despite plenty of government investment. Oh well. Like I said, I tend towards the Bitcoin is bullshit side of the argument. You're welcome to disagree with me. And hey, while we're here, let's talk a little bit about some of my other projects. I have books. Man, do I have books. Look for me on Amazon. My name is Daniel Welsh. You gotta spell that correctly. W-E-L-S-C-H. I have lots of books for Spanish speakers trying to learn English. If you're listening to this up to this point, you probably have no problem with your English. So I don't recommend you buy them for yourselves or yourself in singular, perhaps. However, you could buy some copies for your Spanish-speaking friends who want to learn some English. If you want to learn some Spanish, check out my YouTube channel, Learn Spanish with Daniel. 
You can just put that into Google. You'll probably find it. Learn Spanish with Daniel delivers exactly what the title promises. I will teach you Spanish. I've got, I think, about 50 Spanish videos up there, as well as many of the previous episodes of this podcast on YouTube, if you prefer to listen to it over there. If you're on YouTube listening to this podcast, please give me a thumbs up. I don't know, leave a comment, etc. I enjoy reading your comments. Other projects that I have, I don't know. How about my professional podcast? It's called Aprende Mas Inglés, and it also teaches English to Spanish speakers. Over there, I've got 5 million total listens to that podcast, which is a bit shocking. I just passed 5 million the other day. That is a lot more than the number of people listening to this humble Spain to go. Anyway, I hope you have a great day, and wherever you are in the world, please enjoy your day, enjoy your week, enjoy your life. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die, as it were. Have a good one from Barcelona. Hasta la próxima.